it's September from September morning. Looking forward to talking about the tour and getting your opinion on a couple things. And um, just to kind of start off, I think we should kind of inform everyone a little bit who may not know exactly about September Morning. And it's not just a band playing songs, but a whole story behind it and kind of tell everyone maybe about the sort of mythos of September Morning. So September Morning is a transmedia project, which means that it's a story told through all different types of media, music, comic books, films, TV, videos, all this sort of stuff. And we've been working really hard at getting all the different types of media together. But as far as most people are concerned, we've been touring, presenting the um, storyline through like live shows and videos and comic books right now as the main purpose of it. And September is a reaper-human hybrid, and she's transformed into this creature. And she's the only one of her kind. A reaper was sent down to collect her soul, fell in love with her, didn't want to do it, basically changed her, gave her some of his powers, and she became this thing, and she fights for humanity. And she's fighting fate, who's personified in the, in the comic book. And she's fighting fate because fate is trying to destroy the world and September's trying to save it and save all the good souls. So it becomes this giant epic tale between good and evil and the living and the dead. So it's a pretty big concept, but it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. I, I got to tell you, I, I kind of stumbled onto you at the uh, slide bar in Fullerton. I think that was last summer, maybe. And uh, was just blown away. This isn't just a band playing. This is a whole show. This is a production. I loved it. Fell in love. Cool. Cool. Yeah, we try to bring like a world, you know. And that's why everyone has got to go see you guys coming back to Orange County. Going to be here on Friday, September the 14th at Chain Reaction in Anaheim. I haven't heard any of the other bands. Who are you bringing out with you? This band called Kaleido and this band called Charcoal Tongue. Both are really, really good bands. We like touring with those guys. They're super nice. They're more like regular fans. <laughs> They're not quite <laughs> us. <laughs> but they still have some good tunes and, and they're fun to watch. Yeah, and actually two chances in SoCal to catch you. Friday, September the 14th at Chain Reaction in Anaheim and then uh, just a few days later, Sunday the 16th at the world-famous Whiskey A Go-Go. Should be some killer shows and uh, speaking of music, uh, Volume 2 kind of officially now two years old. Are you starting to think about uh, Volume 3 and some new music? Yeah, we have new music and we're playing a new song at the shows right now called Empire which will be released soon, I'm sure, along with a music video, and we're really excited about it. It takes our music into a different genre a little bit, but still hard rock, a little bit more influenced by modern sounds, like hip-hop sounds and, and things like that, and it's cool. It's got a really cool dynamic, and it's got a great message behind it. Awesome. Looking forward to hearing that, and speaking of your videos, I love them, and I love that it's kind of getting back to that time. Like I'm a kid of the 80s. I grew up on MTV, and music videos used to be the coolest thing, and then it kind of seems like it faded away, and now it kind of seems like it's kind of coming back around again, and People are spending time and effort on their music videos, such as you. And curious, who's your inspiration? Or do you have a favorite music video from back in the day? Or, or something that you draw inspiration for making your own music I love, videos? I loved all the Black Parade videos from that album off of My Chemical Romance's Black Parade. Yeah. All of those music Or even all the videos that they did, like The Ghost in You or Helena. Like, all of those videos are just so cool and so well thought out. So I really do like those. Yeah, I love that the world is kind of getting back to, to making killer music videos again. And I saw the other day on social media, you guys posted, unfortunately, nowhere near us in Southern California, but you got to be stoked playing a festival with Jonathan Davis coming up here. Your label yeah, mate. He, yeah, he's killer. 
October 6th in El Paso. We're playing a big street fest down there. If you're in El Paso, if you're in Texas, check it out. And it should be really cool, and we're really stoked to play with JD. Let me get your take on a couple of things. Uh, imagine you're a fan of like Jonathan Davis and new metal in general. Yeah, of course. So I like to play this little game, and I've kind of come up with this category. A couple of years ago, there was talk about the big four of like thrash metal, and, and so I've kind of had some fun and, and altered that, and, and uh, we'll, we'll stick with the new metal one, and I like to call it the new metal six-pack. And in my opinion, the some of the biggest bands of new metal at that time, and curious off of this list, who would be your number one? So the new metal six-pack, it goes like this. Corn, Rage Against the Machine, Linkin Park, Slipknot, Disturbed, or System of a Down? Who would be your number one off of that list? I mean, I'm going to have to go with Linkin Park. I know. <laughs> because... I mean, well, Lincoln Park and Disturbed, both, they're, they're melodic. They're the more melodic ones in there. They're the more kind of like, as far as songwriting goes, like they're the more closer to like what I do sort of thing. So I take a lot of like influence with the type of kind of like, you know, structure that they use. And that's kind of how we write. So I think that's why those two bands really spoke to me when I was growing up. And if you had to pick one, probably be Linkin Park if it was just one, your absolute number one off that list. Yeah, just because I love Chester's voice. He just brought such angst and pain and emotion to everything he sang. And, you know, there was nobody like him. You know, he was very unique in what he did. And I like the fact that Linkin Park, they continued to grow. Like, they never really made the same album over and over and over again. They continued to grow. They continued to change. Even with their last album before he passed away, that song Heavy was so different than anything else they'd put out there. And I know a lot of people kind of gave him flack for, like, going a little more pop. But I, I love that. I love that they were trying to think outside the box, that they were trying to develop the genre. You know, I think that more bands need to try to do that because, you know, we're kind of stuck in this little bit of a thing right now with rock. And I think it's important that we reach outside of our comfort zone. Yeah, definitely. It feels like we just need, like, one band to kind of re-inform the world about how great rock is. But we need, definitely need that one, like, kind of crossover band, which Linkin Park was for a long time. Yeah, we, we need another one that crosses over, and I think Bring Me the Horizon is trying very much to do that right now. Their latest single, is, it's still rock, but it has a lot of like interesting electronics in it and like feel to it and it's, it's a very interesting song i think it's really good yeah and you know just to kind of have some fun and kind of brainstorm and being a lincoln park fan i mean i'm trying to think about it and to speculate here and, and get your opinion especially being a musician what would you do if you were one of the surviving members of lincoln park do you pack it in or or do you try and replace chester and keep it going and, and keep making music and keep playing all this important music and and continue that legacy what would you kind of do or how, how would you process that honest if i was mike i would take it to vegas i would make like a lincoln park vegas show like they have the gwen stefani thing going on and all this make a lincoln park one and just have guest performers like every week come in and do a week's worth of shows like have like you know i don't know like fred durst come in like all these people <laughs> that genre from that um era come in, Corey Taylor, like all these guys and do like guest vocal performances for a couple of weeks and run like a Vegas show or something. Because you can't replace Fester. I don't think that the band is so was so built around his style and his vocal prowess, I think that it's very hard to replace that. Just in my opinion, that's what I would do. No one can ever replace Chester, like you said, but maybe the one guy that could maybe pull it off might be Ollie Sykes of <laughs> Bring Me the Horizon. 
Yeah, but he's kind of like he's kind of doing that with his band now. He's taking all that influence and he's putting it into Bring Me the Horizon. You could see it very much on his last record. It was very, very, very Lincoln Park. I like this the new song they dropped because it had glimpses of Lincoln Park, but it wasn't as like you know paint by numbers, just copycat <laughs> version of. You know what I'm saying? I right. don't like bands that that. Like I don't like bands that that go out there because if I want to listen to that I'll go listen to the original I won't listen to a band that's a copycat version of it because to me that's not being an artist that's being a Xerox machine and to me that's not cool so you know and I really do respect Ollie for taking it and next leveling it on this new song and really kind of like bringing his own into it and it's a little weird and it's a little different but it's got like it's got some chops to it I think it's really cool yeah, it's got some hooks. Got some hooks for sure in that one. Let me get you on another little uh, game category, and we'll go back a decade from new metal, kind of hit the uh, DeLorean in reverse and, and go back to the 90s. And for this one, uh, remove one and call it the Flannel Five. So for this grouping, it would be Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, or Alice in Chains. Who would be your number one off of that list? Oh, that's going to be Nirvana. <laughs> Always Nirvana. Like, there's nobody like Kurt, you know? Kurt, you know, I mean, just the way he wrote. And the thing about how he wrote was that it was just so simple. Like, the, the chord structures, like, everything was so simple, but it was so hooky. Like, he just had this weird pop thing about him, and he just translated it into this grungy, dirty rock. And I think there's just such, like, magnificence about that. And then his voice is just so... I mean, he had this sexy, awesome voice. It wasn't the type of, like, like you know, like, rock voice that was typical, you know? it was. He had a little bit of a weird sort of, like, high-end kitschiness to his voice, and heard on the radio if you hear nirvana now nobody sounds like him like and that's i guess how it was back then you know like nobody would sound like that and i was told by a manager once i was like the most important thing to do when you're developing your voice is to find your own voice don't try to mimic other singers because you need to find your own because when somebody turns on the radio you need to sound like nobody else because if you sound like everybody else, nobody remembers you. You just get lumped into that whole sort of genre. But like Kurt was like a, he was a voice and that's how Chester was too. He was a voice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to take it one step further and kind of play around with mentally, like thinking about Nirvana and obviously what Kurt Cobain did and everything. But I I wonder, had Kurt stuck around, would we have still gotten the Foo Fighters? Probably not. I don't think Dave would be pushed to, I mean, he might, but I think it would be different. I just think everything would be a lot different. God closes a door, opens a window sort of thing, I guess. I mean, we yeah. did get Dave, we the Foo Fighters. Dave writes amazing epic songs. Like, he's one of the best. And um, I love Dave's voice. I think it's cool, but it's not Kurt's voice, you know? And, and the way that Kurt put lyrics together. Nobody puts lyrics together like Kurt together you know i definitely think uh dave stole his playbook on how to structure a song and and how to make it simple and and verse chorus and have those hooks oh, and definitely it's, he's definitely highly influenced by her yeah just curious for you i, I love your voice and, and curious if you're classically trained or, or kind of shower trained <laughs> a little bit of both you know i've taken voice lessons and i went to voice instructors and things like that but um you know i, I put a lot of care and time into my voice and try to find my own sort of way you know like like I was saying, I like, try to not sound like anybody else out there. Because we already have a Lizzie Hale. We already have, like, you know, whoever. Like, we don't need to replicate. We need to, like, find our own voices. And we need to, like, 
experiment with that. That's where the genre starts growing when you do that. When you start replicating and just start mimicking, that's when the genre starts sailing. Music has shown that over time and time again throughout the years, throughout the decades, throughout, you know, the other bands that, that tried to sound like Nirvana that all the record companies jumped on and, you know, were looking for that quick fix, you know. Of course. It's not about the quick fix. It's about the interesting. It's about the unique. It's about what's going to develop into something that nobody can replace. That's what it's about. Beautiful. Thank you so much for the time and best of luck out there on the road and, and see you at Chain Reaction. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mike. I'll talk to you soon. All righty. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks online at kcalfm.com. Adios.